Numbers chapter 12, let's stand, verse number 5. And the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Now, God don't speak in visions and dreams now because we have his word. Amen? We got his word. Verse number 7, My servant Moses is not so. He is, this is the first time in the Bible you find this word, faithful. He is faithful in all my house. Hebrews chapter 3, Verse number one. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostles, high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was, here's the word again, faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in his house. For this man was counted worthy and more glory than Moses, inasmuch he was went forth and built the house, had more honor than his house. For every house is built by some man, but he that buildeth all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in the, his house, and his servants were a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all your all your blessings and all your uh, spirit that we feel this morning. Lord, we pray that uh, you speak to our hearts this morning. Help us now, Lord, to just draw closer to you. Lord, I pray that the words that be spoken this morning to penetrate people's hearts that need it this morning. I know I need it. And Father, I just praise you. Empty me yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I want to preach this morning on what I believe the most important word in a Christian life. Now, if you're here lost person, you're, uh, you've never been saved, the, the most important word that you need to grab a hold of this morning is the word forgiveness. If you're lost and you, it's the most important word that you need in your life and get a, get a hold of this morning and that you don't leave this building, uh, uh, this earth, without knowing your sins has been forgiving. That's the most important word this morning for a lost person. But the most important word uh, for the Christian, for the saved crowd, uh, and I believe it's the most important word in the life of a believer the word that will help you grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. The word that will help you walk with God and stay grounded and rooted in the ups and downs of this life. Through the storms, through the burdens, through the troubles, through, the, through your own failures and faults. It's the word that we have just read four times. Old Testament and four times, once in the Old Testament and three times here in the New Testament, and that word is faithful. Faithful. If you want to be a child of God that brings glory to God, it is absolutely essential to be faithful. 
uh, this morning, I, I do not believe God grazed the Christian life or the Christian walk the same way the world grazed the success in the life of the uh, person today. Uh, God doesn't really care how much money you've got in the bank. Uh, God doesn't care how many houses or how big a houses you own or what kind of car you own. Uh, God doesn't care about that. God cares about us being faithful this morning. God grades success off of one thing, one thing only, and that's being faithful this morning, or faithfulness. What God expects out of His children is simply that we be found faithful. If you study that word faithful, you'll find that it meant, the word faithful is, is used more to describe the life of Moses than any other man in the Bible outside of Jesus Christ. Daniel, more than Daniel, more than David, more than Solomon. And he was the man that built the temple of God. Here, here we find that God describes Moses as being faithful. It is a requirement to be faithful. Can I say that this morning? And I'm not talking about my requirements or what I desire. I'm not talking about uh, God, uh, what I think God. I'm talking about what God requires. And it's not me telling you my requirements. I'm telling you what God requires. And that is for you and I as a child of God is to be faithful this morning. Not trying to give you my opinion. I'm telling you what the Bible has said. You know what God uh, requires for everyone he here that is saved? It is required that you be a faithful Christian this morning. You say, where do you get that at? For God requires us to be faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Let no man account of us as the minister of Christ and the stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewardship. That a man be found faithful. You know what a steward is? A steward is something somebody gives to uh, let them watch over, let them take over, and, and let them uh, uh, care for that. God entrusted us with His Word this morning. God, God has entrusted us with the church this morning. God has entrusted us with the walk with him this morning. God has entrusted us with time, talent, and treasures this morning. And the Bible said it is required as a steward, which we are a child of God. And if we are a steward of child of God, the Bible says, then we are to be found faithful in all things. So you know what I find when I read 1 Corinthians chapter 4? Where he said it's required to be faithful, required for the stewards to be found faithful. That's the direct content of that verse in the light of the judgment in verse 3. is standing for the mercy seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. When you and I give an account for the things that we've done in this life, and we stand for Christ as stewards of what He has given us and what He's bestowed on us, what did we do with that, how we handled that, then we're going to have to give God an account for what we've done as faithful stewards this morning. I, I, you know how my mind works. I, when I read stuff like that, I kind of like picture it in my mind. <laughs> 
I, I kind of get the picture like this. It's going to happen like this. Now, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to happen. The Bible ain't said, so we're going to give an account. This is the way I see I'm me giving an account. I, I believe I'm going to stand for him. He says, Jimmy, I gave you my word. I gave you my holy word. I gave you my word in your language that you could read, that you can direct you, that it'll guide you, that'll help you. Have you ever read it from Genesis to Revelation? Well, Lord, I'd have to say, well, no, I was too busy. I was reading Facebook. I was too, too much on Twitter, Snapchat. I, I just I was just too busy to read your word because I, I wanted to see what's happening in this world. And he said, well, if you want to know what's going to happen in this world, why didn't you not read my word? Because I'm telling you what's going to happen in this world. I just got too busy. Have you ever been too busy to just sit down and read the word of God? Come on now, let's, let's just be honest. We in church this morning, God already knows your heart. He knows exactly what you say. He knows exactly what you've done. So we can't hide from God. You can hide from each other, but you're not going to hide from God. How many of us just said, Lord, I was just too busy to read your word. You know, I find that if we read the word of God more and more in our lives, our lives get a lot more simpler and a lot more easier. But we make it difficult because we don't get into the Word of God and say, Lord, I, I need your help. I need to be directed. God is going to look at you and say, I've entrusted you with a little bit of money. I put some resources in your life. Then I commanded you to be faithful over that which I entrusted you to give back to support missionaries. To give back to support the things of the church. Things of things. The, the tracts to be printed out and handed out. I, I gave you that. What did you do with all that, that resources that I entrusted you with? I, I believe some people are going to say, well, Lord, I had to have a bigger house. Lord, that, that car that I was driving, I just needed me a fancier car. I just got so hocked up, so checked out, so whacked out that I, I, I just had to keep up with the Joneses in order for me to do things. I just could not give back what you gave me, what you entrusted me. I cannot give it back because I've got too much stuff going on myself. Amen. I learned the hard way. I, I had to learn, Lord, you give me this, I better start giving back. And I found that when I start giving God back what God has blessed me with, I find that God continues to bless and continues to bless. I, 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 I believe in supporting the missionaries. I believe in supporting the things of the church, helping the church. I believe in that. And the reason why I believe that because God has already shown me that he entrusted me with a little and he's going to give me a whole lot more. Amen. That's for the tithing there. If you ain't tithing right, there you go. You know the job of the preacher is to feed the flock. The job of the pastor is to teach and preach the word of God. 
I wonder if <laughs> I'm, I'm, this, I'm, I'm preaching on faithfully. I know all the shouting's all with, all done with the singing and everything. You're not going to shout on this. I understand that, but it's got to be said because some of us are just not faithful to the things of God and the house of God and the people of God and the word of God and the walk of God. Some of us are just not faithful enough. Amen. I wonder if it's going to go like this. You know, you sit in church, you heard the preacher preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, week after week after week. I, I gave that preacher a message, and it's a different message. I don't preach the same message every other week. Amen. I, I could get me four or five, and that's all you're going to get, four or five with a different word changing out. I, I gave your preacher three, uh, three new messages every week. Uh, uh, just how many times did you take heed to that? How many times did you hear that word of God? Well, God, maybe I just, uh, maybe one of those messages got to me. One out of three? Well, I, I, I just got so much on my mind. I just got things running through my head. I, I, I really just don't have the time to listen to the words what the preacher is preaching. I just don't have that kind of time to listen to him. You ought to start listening to him because you're going to be held accountable for every word of God, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You are going to be held accountable then. We know that it is a requirement to be faithful. We need to be, it's a requirement. There, there's, this is not an option. God does not give you as an option you can be or not. It's your, it's your choice. No, God said it's a requirement that we be found faithful. Amen. We need some resiliency. We, man, I mean, I'm telling you, I've seen too many just get hit and they fall down and would not bounce back up. We need some resiliency. He, he said that. You know something about the word of faithful? I found this out. The word faithful is a good word until you have to start living it. Let me, let me, let me say that again. The word faithful, wonderful word, great word, when you have to start living it, it gets tough. It gets rough. I, I just don't know if I can be faithful. I just don't know if I can just give all in. I don't know if I can just give you everything, Lord. I just don't know. I, I'm going to start reading my Bible. I'm going to start reading the word God gave me. And then you're going to have to get up earlier in the morning to do that. And the first time that alarm clock goes off early, 30 minutes early, so you can get up and read the good word of God. Oh, oh, my pillow is calling me. It's telling me I don't need to get out of bed right now. I know some people get up early to read the Bible. Some people read it during the day. Some people read it at night. But let me tell you, I, I, I find that every time you open the word of God to read it, something happens to take you away from it. You want to get up at three, uh, 30 minutes early just to read the Bible, and then this pedal says, nah, 
You just lay here. It's too cold out there. You get up this morning, it was a little cold out there this morning. Yeah, you know, blanket's not letting me get out of bed. It's wrapped me up. We do that. And, and if you say, well, I, I'll wait till later in the day to read the Word of God, and, and you got great intentions, you got it laid out, you got it laid before you, and as soon as you start reading, the phone rings, the TV come on, all these things distract you. We need some resiliency. Resiliency to faithfulness is hard this morning. It's hard living the life of faithfulness. It's hard being a faithful Christian. I understand that. I've lived that life. I'll, I'll tell you this. It ain't easy being faithful. It ain't easy. If it was so easy for to be faithful, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be doing it. Not only is the most important word in the Christian life, it's also the hardest word in the Christian life. The devil will uh, do everything he can to keep you from being faithful this morning. I'll tell you how it goes. You're going to go home and do, and, uh, and do your Baptist thing. You're going to go home this afternoon. You're going to get that chicken. You're going to put it in your mouth. You're going to eat and you're going to run. And, and that recliner starts looking at you and you start looking at your recliner and it's going like this. Come. Come. And then you're like... And you get down and you sit down in that and, and you get waddling around until you hit that spot where you go... Alarm clock goes off at five o'clock, and you say, Well, it's time to get up to go to church, but I feel so good right here. Catching some people, ain't you? Yeah, you just say, Well, I, just give me another minute or two. I, I just want to sleep right here for a little bit. And the devil will tell you, Well, you ain't got to go to church. You ain't got to go back there. You ain't got to do that. And you're laying there. The more you're laying there, say, hey, I, I, I think I'm just going to sit right here. Or maybe you got up and your TV's on like I have. And we started watching a show and wake up and say, what happened to the show? Or your favorite ball game's on. Your favorite team is playing. And you just can't tear your way. We'll find out the results of resiliency tonight at 6 o'clock on how many people show back up tonight. Everybody. Amen. It, it will show those that are faithful. I understand. <laughs> I know y'all said, man, I wish they hurry up to get off that faithfulness stuff. But I'm just saying it's, it's a requirement. It is a requirement for us to be faithful. But it's also so easy not to be faithful. It's so easy not to be. It, 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 can I say this? If you're a singer, be faithful. If you're a Sunday school teacher, be faithful. If you're a church member, be faithful. Because it's a requirement for us to be faithful. And God wants to see faithfulness in his children because it brings him glory when we are faithful to him. Amen. 
It ain't easy being faithful. There, 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 there's a requirement to be faithful and there's a resiliency to be faithful. Also, there's rewards for being faithfulness. You realize when the Lord said, when it's all done, he said, well done. He didn't say well done, successful servant. He said, well done, thy faithful. He puts a lot of emphasis on being faithful this morning. And what he's wanting just to be faithful to what I have devoted to you, what I have entrusted you with, with, I want you just to be faithful in that. Can I say this? The Lord is not handing out participation trophies. I understand the way they look at sports for these kids nowadays. Just everybody gets something. But I grew up, and when I played sports, you didn't win, you didn't get. That, that was just it. It make you grow harder the next year to try to win what they got that you didn't get. God is not handing out participation trophies for everybody that just comes to church. Amen. Everybody says, well, I'm going to get my trophy. I'm going to go to church today and sit in the pew and I'm going to get my trophy. No, 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 no. God says, welcome thy good and faithful servant. In order for you to get something from God, you must be faithful this morning. And God said it is a requirement for you to be faithful and I to be faithful this morning. Amen. So I want to look at the life of Moses just for a brief moment. You give me about 10 more minutes and I'll get you out here early. I think. You say, preacher, I, I want to be a faithful Christian. And as far as the power of the word mentioned is Moses over and over, it is the Lord's testimony. It's not my testimony of Moses, but God looked at Moses and said, that man is faithful. That man is faithful. What a testimony in your life. Would it be a testimony in your life that God could look at you, sir, or God could look at you, ma'am, says, that's a faithful man. That's a faithful woman. Well, what, what a testimony that God says, you are a faithful person. Amen? But let me tell you what. I, I want to be found faithful. I'm not going to have the biggest congregation. I'm not going to have the biggest church. I'm not going to boast of those things. No, what I want to say, hey, when I'm dead and gone and over with and buried me in the ground or burned me up, I don't care what's happened. I want them to be able to say, that was a faithful man. That was a faithful friend. That was a faithful preacher. That was somebody you could count on. He was always there. He was consistent in all that he'd done. That was somebody that was faithful this morning. Amen. It's a requirement for us to be faithful. Anybody know what the marine motto is? Simplify. Anybody know what that word means? Always faithful. October of 1983, Beirut. There was a bombing, a terrorist. First time we learned a terrorist act. In Beirut, where the Marines barracks was, they were guarding the embassy there. And a tourist drove a truckload of 
explosive down into the garage area, and before the guys could even start shooting, they ignited it, and the building just started to cave in. It, it, it was people on top that was guarding. The Marines were on top was guarding. And they said they could feel the building literally lift off the foundation and then start coming down in. And some of them said they literally rode pieces of the concrete down to the ground. Killed 241 Marines. As they was going through the rubble, that was they getting through the rubble and everything, they came across one that was beaten up, battered, broken and everything, but yet he was still alive. They met a vac, they married him back to Germany, Munich, Germany, and they got him there. His name was Nashton. And then the commandant of the Marine Corps was going through and he was giving out uh, medals for them and everything. And when he got to him, he was, he was wired up, hooked up, tubed up and everything else. And he couldn't talk. And when the commandant went to put the medal on his chest, he grabbed him by the hand and pulled him down closer. And the commandant leaned down because then he was trying to say something. He couldn't speak it, so that he asked, get right. So they gave him a piece of paper and a pen, and they start writing. He wrote down on what he wrote down, and he's writing down. And he handed it to the commodore of the Marine Corps, and the commodore of the Marine Corps was looking at it. And he said, as he was looking at it, his tears just fell out of his eyes. He said the words over and over, simplify, simplify, simplify. Always faithful. God is saying the same thing to you and I. He wants us to be faithful. It's a requirement for God says we need to be faithful. I, I want to be found faithful. You want to be found faithful. We want to be found faithful. I, I want to be a, a faithful church. I want to be a faithful preacher. I want to be a faithful husband. I want to be a faithful man. I just want to be found faithful this morning. What about you? What about you? We have friends. We love friends. I love friends. But you know what? Friends have a tendency of just dropping you. But God said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. He is faithful. God is faithful. He's always going to be faithful. So he says, I require of you to be faithful. Let me give you three or four things to help you out on how to live a faithful life for Christ. First of all, looking at Moses' life, you can be faithful in spite of your past. In spite of your past. You know how long Moses lived? 120 years. Hmm. To live that long. Now don't miss this. This is a blessing to me. He lives for 120 years. You know something that you find and study the life of Moses? We find that from Exodus to Deuteronomy, do you know how many times I found there are only three chapters of Moses' life in his first 80 years? There's only three chapters devoted to the life of Moses for the first 80 years of his life. Forty years in Egypt as the grandson of the Pharaoh. And 40 years on the back desert side. Three chapters are devoted to his life for 80 years. Moses was not being faithful to anything but to himself for the first 80 years of his life. 
He lives up 40 years, like it says, soaking up the things of Pharaoh, 40 years on the back desert. But what I find in the last 40 years of Moses' life, there is 133 chapters devoted to the last 40 years of his life. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying, hey, in spite of his past and all the things that he's done, God still can use him. The last 40 years of Moses' life done more for God than you could ever do. Let me tell you what, don't dwell on your past this morning. God is more interested in your faithful years than in your non-faithful years. Can I say that again? God is more interested in your from this point on in your faithful years than in all those years that you were not faithful. God is not looking at that. You say this morning church, to the preacher, I, I'm not the most faithful Christian. Thank you. I, I haven't been the most faithful in my walk with God. I haven't been the most faithful in reading my Bible. I haven't been the most faithful husband or the most faithful wife. I have just not been faithful. Does that mean God doesn't want anything to do with me? It just doesn't matter this morning, too. That ain't true. Why don't you make up your mind right now? Right now at this point. I, I, I'm sorry about my past. I'm sorry for my failures. I'm, I'm sorry for my faults in my past. But this point, right here and now and forward, I, I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to do the things of God. I'm going to walk with God. I may stumble and fall. Moses stumbled. Moses made mistakes. But he was still faithful to God. He, we had the resiliency. He had some consistency. And let me just say this. You and I need to have that in our life in order for us to have a faithful Christian walk. I'm going to make my mind up from this point to forward that I am going to serve God, walk with God, and read God's Word. Don't let the devil discourage you. Telling you that you can't be faithful. He'll tell you you can't be faithful because of what you used to be. What you've done before. The devil will do that. Just say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to make my mind up this morning. I ain't walking that path no more. I've got off that path. I'm going to live a life of faithfulness to the Lord this morning. From this point forward, you can be faithful in spite of your past this morning. Don't let your past drag you down. Don't let your past make the difference from you walking with God or serving God. I don't care what you've done. I don't care. You might have done something last night that you should not have done. Some of you might have been sitting in the bar last night. But I'm telling you, from this point right here and forward, I'm serving God. I'm walking with God. I'm going to give God the glory. And it's not my stuff. I'm just going to be faithful. 
Don't worry about your past. You can be faithful in spite of your past. Can I say this? You can be faithful in spite of the people that are around you. Amen. When you find out Moses, from the very jump of him trying to be faithful, when Moses said, hey, from this point forward, I'm going to walk with God, I'm going to be faithful to God, everybody around him began to hinder him. Ain't it something? Nobody tries to hinder Moses when he wasn't trying to be faithful to God. Can I say this? Nobody's going to hinder you from trying to be faithful to God if you're not trying to be faithful to God. But the moment you say, the moment you say, I'm going to be faithful to God, then everybody around you is going to try to hinder you from being faithful. The fight really begins in Moses' life. When he starts being faithful this morning. I have talked to a lot of people and they said they didn't used to fight the devil so much in their life until they decided they were going to walk with God. Mm. Can I say this this morning? If you're not fighting the devil this morning right now, you ought to find out what side you're on. Because I'm telling you, if you say I'm going to be faithful to God, I'm going to walk with God, serve God, and give God the glory, the devil's going to come after you. He's not going to give up on you. He's going to come after you of everything he can come out with you. He wants to hinder you from being faithful to God. That's the way the devil works. He's not, he's not going to fight those that's not a threat to him. Amen. Well, I, the devil don't bother me. You're not a threat to him then. The devil ain't been on my case in years. Yeah, I'm telling you, you ain't been saved for years either. If you're not fighting the devil, then you ought to check up and say, hey, I need to get down to the altar because I feel like that the devil's not fighting me. I'm not serving God. You're not a threat to him if you're not trying to be faithful to God this morning. Can I say this? If the doesn't, devil doesn't see enough in you to get, become a worry or a threat to him, I'd get the altar. I'd get the altar. If the devil can look at you and say, well, he ain't no threat. She ain't no threat. They, 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 they talk a good game. They say a good game. But I know their hearts. I know, I know where they were at last night. I know what they were doing. I'm not going to worry about that. But those that were reading their Bible last night, praying for the service, praying for the church, uh, praying for each other last night, and just getting early this morning, they're praying for God, praying to God to touch the church, to make it be a blessing in the Sunday school this morning. Then the devil says, that's the one that's a threat to me, and I'm going to do everything I can to hinder them. Yep. Amen. And that's what the devil does. He doesn't become a threat until he starts to be faithful to God. As soon as Moses started getting faithful in those last 40 years, when he sees the burning bush and he responds to the call of God, and he walks into Egypt, and immediately the people around him 
Sorry, and said, just leave us alone. You're making life hard for us. That's what the devil's doing. And when they get out of Egypt, they start crying, saying, I wish God we were back in Egypt. We had it easy there. We had it made there. Well, all we got to do is eat this manna. Come on. They start saying, I wish I had water. We're going to thirst to death out here. Then they start saying, we can't go into promised land. There are giants there. And Moses comes down off the mountain. And they're worshiping a golden calf. None of them were being faithful. The only two faithful people at this time was Moses and Joshua. Everybody else then sold out, sold into the things. But I find that Moses just keeps on being faithful. Just keeps on being faithful. You'll find those last 40 years Moses stops being faithful. Nowhere do you find him stop being faithful. Now, we find he makes mistakes, but he keeps on going. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Why, you say, why does Moses keep on going, being faithful, when everybody around him is not being faithful? In spite of everybody not being faithful around him, why, why does Moses keep on being faithful? Can I tell you this? Moses is not being faithful to them. He's being faithful him amen Moses didn't say hey I, I give in I'm going to go unfaithful when everybody else is unfaithful no Moses says I'm going to just keep on being faithful y'all didn't rescue me off that Nile River when I was in a basket but he did y'all didn't take care of me in the desert but he did y'all wasn't in the burning bush that commissioned me. Y'all wasn't the one that parted the Red Sea and brought deliverance to the people of Israel. It was God. I'm being faithful to God. I'm not being faithful to you. I'm being faithful to Him. You need to make your mind up this morning. I don't go to church because of them. I go to church because of Him. I don't preach because of you. I preach because of Him. I read my Bible not because of you, but because of Him. I'm trying to be faithful to God. I don't witness to nobody because of somebody. I witness to people because of Him and what He's done for me, where He's brought me from. He is the one that has sustained me from the very moment I said, I trust in Christ. Faithful. Being faithful this morning. Being faithful. Can I say this? If your faithfulness is only for the people around you, then your faithfulness is not going to see you through. Some of y'all ought to stand up and shout right there. It's not going to last long. Hebrews 11 says, talking about Moses, for he endured and faithful as seeing him who is invisible. 
He said, I'm not looking at all these things around me. I'm not looking at all these people at me. I'm looking at God and doing what God wants me to do. He said, God ain't done nothing good, nothing but good for me. Nothing but good for me. God ain't been nothing but fair to me. How can I not help being faithful to God this morning? Maybe you ought to ask yourself this morning, God has done good to you, God has been faithful to you, how can you not be faithful to Him this morning? It doesn't matter what all your friends are doing. Young people, listen to me. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what your school buds do. You're, you're to just say, yeah, I'm going to be faithful to God. God said, don't do that. And be faithful to God and say, stand up. says, I'm not going to do that. Be faithful. He was faithful in spite of his personal faults this morning. What faults did Moses have? God tells him to speak to the rock. First time he told him to smite the rock. Can I say this is where people get to you at? You're trying to be faithful. You're trying to do the things of God. And you get these people nagging in your ear. Whispering in your ear. The devil gets in your ear and you get all upset. You get all angry about it. Instead of doing what God said, you get angry and you do what God didn't say to do. God told him to speak to us. Picture of Christ. First time they smoked him. The second time, if you want water, you just speak to him. He'll give you the water. And Moses smacks the rock. It's his fault. God said, hey, since you didn't do what I told you to do, mm, that ought to be, that's, a lesson, that's another message, right? Do, not doing what God told you to do. Since you didn't do what I told you to do, you can't go into the promised land. And yet, but Moses was faithful in spite of everything else. Moses was faithful, but because of his fault, he wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. And from this point, from that point when he said that, it wasn't like a year or two. It wasn't like just next year. It was 20 years to when that point when he smoked the rock the second time until the time he died and God buried him. It was 20 years span. In that 20 years span, Moses kept being faithful. Kept being faithful. Knowing that he couldn't go into the promised land. But his reward was on the Mount Transfiguration with God. Even though he didn't go into the promised land, he still got a reward. Can I tell you, most Christians, if God tells them to do something they don't want to do, we buck up. Or if God does something in your life that you don't agree with, you buck up. And we find ourselves not agreeing with God, so if God's going to do this for me, I'm not going to do this for God. I'll show God I ain't going to church today. I'll show God I ain't going to read my Bible today. I'm not going to witness to nobody. I'll show God about that time when the devil gets in your ear and says, I told you God don't care about you. See, faithfulness is not required. You don't have to be faithful. 
Only God has to be faithful. You don't have to be faithful. That's the devil's lie. I am faithful, therefore ye must be faithful. I'm just telling you, people. If you're going to be a child of God, you've got to get all the way in. So I'm going to be a child of God and I'm going to be faithful. I don't care what your past was. I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't even care what you've done last night or early this morning. Just from this point on, point forward, I'm going to be faithful to God. And I'm going to serve God. I'm going to walk with God. I may stumble and fall. I may make mistakes. Moses did them, but yet he still was a child of God. It didn't take away from that. And for 20 years, he was still faithful to God in those 20 years, knowing the outcome. But I'm telling you what, you've got rewards. You get to see the streets of gold, the walls of Jasper. He's got a mansion he's built for you. Don't throw that away. Because you don't want to be faithful. You got to be faithful. The Bible says ye must be found faithful this morning. Faithful.